was that? The power of the juggernaut. I'm after the X-Men. And nothing will stand in my way. No? Try wading through this. Could we possibly talk this over? I will destroy my stepbrother, Charles Xavier, and his juvenile band of X-Men. I am the one who found the lost temple of Cytorak. I am the one who stole its mystic power. That power transforms me into the human juggernaut. The only one who can destroy the X-Men. He looks strong enough to do what he says. Unless I can stop him. Well, one thing's for sure, he'll never sneak up on you. I'd better warn the X-Men. Cannot stop me, Spider-Man. But I can stop you. I'm coming for you, Charles Xavier. You and your X-Men are doomed. This is episode 362 for February 2015, and that is LL Cool J singing Mama Said Knock You Out, and the Juggernaut is going to do that to Spidey in this episode of Friday Night Fights. And also, we had a little bit of audio from uh, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, a Firestar is Born episode where Spidey took on the Juggernaut, inspired by this fight, I imagine. Uh, before we get to the fight, I want to ask for your support of the site and the podcast. Uh, log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal, and you can help ensure that more episodes come out. And also help us pay the bills of the bandwidth costs that it costs to host 362 episodes up on our server. All right, gang, on with an epic, epic fight. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our February Fight Club with George. We're going back to 1982, George, for two classics. We are, because uh, Richard Joseph in Rochester, Minnesota demanded it. <laughs> True fact. He asked for these this fight, and by God, we aim to please. So where are we, what are we headed back to? Uh, well, we're headed to 1982. Uh, we're headed to June and July. Uh, I was turning uh, 10 years old that summer. Wow. Yes. Oh, and by the way, this is the first podcast we're doing now that you're an uh, uh, old man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm officially 40. Yes. I just turned 42 days ago, yeah. Yes. Wait, okay. Do you feel older? I do. My back's actually hurting a little bit. <laughs> uh, now that you're 40, yeah. Um, sometimes you're going to wake up and something new hurts. Oh, great. It takes longer for it to heal. No, it's just always going to be there. Okay, great. Like, oh, I got that looking forward. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times you're just going to wake up. Even sometimes if you take a nap, you're going to wake <laughs> up and something just hurts, and you're like, yeah, that's there forever. No, Damn. That's crunk. Damn. Yeah. What? Amazing Spider-Man 229 and 230 were hitting the juggernaut. Yes. Uh, and this is something that we should have covered or I should have covered back when I was doing um, Friday Night Fights on the front page. But, uh, you know, I, I got busy and I wasn't able to, to do that because what happened was, you know, that, that led into um, the Fight Club stuff on the forums, and I just didn't have time for anything anymore because I'm just one man, Brad. <laughs> 
Just one just, man with just a dream. one man. And um, <laughs> so I should have done this a long time ago. It's a Hall of Fame fight. It, it's one of my all-time favorites. Of 50 years of Spider-Man fights, nothing can stop the juggernaut is probably top five. It, it's probably a fight that Dan Slott hates, for all I know. Because, <laughs> because uh, Slott, remember, he doesn't like the Fire Lord fight. He doesn't like it he like does. when the X-Men kicked the shit out, or when Spider-Man kicked the shit out of the X-Men. Yeah. You know, so he probably hates this. This is, That's an assumption, but... Uh, um this, you know, one thing before we get into the specifics of it, that I noticed that if this was printed today, several times during the fight, Spider-Man says, man, I don't know if I can take him out. I don't know if I can take him out. What's the Fantastic Four doing? What's the Avengers doing? Oh, the, uh, how do you say the, the stone, the Citratoc or Citroc? Citorac. Citorac, that's it. Uh, Doctor Strange knows about that. None of these people are able to help him out. You know why? Because it's not called Spider-Man the Avengers. It's called the Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Today, uh, this would be a 12-part event. (laughs) That's so true. And and not only would he have managed to get a hold of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange, the X-Men would have also been involved. And... The juggernaut would have recruited some villains to fight. It can't be one on one. Right. I mean, I mean today, today this is fear itself. This, uh, <laughs> this two part story today is fear itself. No doubt. And and we paid a buck twenty for this in eighty two. I know, man. And sixty cent comics. And, and if you're a Spider Man fan, this is one of those moments that you can point to and you're like, yeah, Spider Man did that. That's my guy. That's my hero. That's my underdog. Right. That's my dog. Right. Yeah. That's that's my dog. <laughs> that's my underdog. Yeah. Go ahead. How? Take me through the fight. Right, so one. context, because we always have to give context. Well, the two stories are called uh, two twenty nine is called nothing can stop the juggernaut. Two thirty is called to fight the unbeatable foe. Yep. Again, from summer of nineteen eighty two, Roger Stern, Uncle yep. Uncle Raj, mm-hmm. most most wonderful. Spider-Man writer next to uh, next to uh, next to Stan. The other one of the best artists of all time, next to his father, the, does this. The young John Romita Jr. Yeah, love his style. I, I do too. Uh, and uh, also Jim Mooney. Uh, and um, Glynis uh, Glynis Ween. Glynis Oliver, who was married to Lynn Ween. Um, what did he do? He Lynn Ween. He was a writer and an. No, 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 the, the other guy you just mentioned. Glynis? She was married to Lynn. Oh, what did Glynis do? I've never, she I she was also Glynis Oliver. She was a colorist. And oh, the colorist. She was okay. a colorist to a lot of ASM uh, uh, issues and also through a, a great number of the uh, Claremont Byrne uh, X-Men uh, issues. Mm. Nice. Very talented colorist. Uh, editor, Tom DeFalco. Mm-hmm. Who would later take over uh, the writing chores when Mr. Stern left. And, of course, this is in the Jim Shooter era of Marvel, which is still my favorite era of Marvel ever. Yeah. But uh, context. You've got uh, Black Tom. Black Tom is another one of these X-Men villains. Uh, back then, he was his stuff played in mostly with Banshee. Um, yes. I don't know. Is Banshee still alive anymore? Is he still dead? Nope. He last appeared as a like a zombie kind of deal uh, in Uncanny Avengers. Him and Sentry, who's dead, and and Wonder Man's brother, who's dead, and a whole bunch of other other people. Mm. So he's kind of alive. He he kind of appears, but dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes any sense? No, no, no. Okay. So uh, so Black Tom, 
uh, and Juggernaut show up in New York. They're on Black Tom's yacht. Because when you're a bad guy, you have a yacht. Remember, we've seen the, the chameleon before has got a yacht. Yes. You know? I wish I could be a bad guy. I could, you know, live in a yacht. Uh, so they decide, uh, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, and it's going fast, and uh, so, yeah, um, they decide. Before we go, go a little further, is this the first meeting? Because they act like it's the first meeting. Well, they act like they're like they're pals here. No, 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 no. The uh, Spider-Man and the Juggernaut, is this the first time they've actually fought? Oh, yeah. Because I, I I swear like in a Marvel team up or something that was they might. yes later on in Marvel team up they had a they fought one fifty it was right? after this yeah okay I just I swear this takes place like four or five years before that happens right, right but right. yeah when Marvel team up wraps up there's a two parter <laughs> and uh, that I think takes place in oh I don't remember now but um, you have the X Men. You had yeah. the X-Men or mutants of uh, some kind in there. I, I believe it was the X-Men. And they fight it's like and they fight the same dudes. They fight Black Tom and uh and Juggernaut. But anyway, do do set up, I'm sorry. I just I, I just thought like maybe in the uh, Kirby and and uh <sighs> Lee era that Spider Man may have guested in the X Men. No, Juggernaut wasn't a real big player outside of the X Men. Okay. Yeah. And so this was, you know Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, if you back then, if you read Spider-Man and you weren't any, reading anything else, you probably didn't know who the hell this guy was. That's true. Um, so, um, yeah, so they show up in, in Manhattan, and they're going to kidnap Madam Web so yeah. that they can force her to use her psychic powers to aid them in their criminal activities, Brad. Nefarious. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you need a psychic to say, I can break into this win. Right. So Madam Web... Starts to pick up psychically, you know, because she's Miss Cleo, uh, on what it is that they're going to do. You're dating yourself. That's an 80s. Uh, <laughs> that's an 80s. For those young no, kids no, out Ms. there. Miss Cleo's a 90s. <laughs> you used to call into a 1-900 number. Miss Cleo would give you advice because yeah. she's a psychic. And Dion, was she with Dion Warwick? Yeah, Psychic Friends Network, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember... <laughs> I remember watching those commercials because they, they, you'd see the infomercials late at night. Like when you'd be watching yeah. something good and it would go off and then something shitty like, would, would come on. Like reruns of Cheers is what I'm thinking. Right, about. right. Like you you watch the, the four-hour Cheers block is over and then it suddenly it's Miss Cleo and Dionne Warwick yeah. talking about yeah. the other side. So Madame Wedeb is the Cl- Miss Cleo of the yes. uh, market. Yep. So uh, um, she starts to have visions and nightmares about what's going to happen, so she reaches out to Spider-Man. Now, uh, elsewhere in, uh, in Spider-Man's life, um, at that time, uh, this is when you know you had a lot of friction between uh, Betty and Ned and you know them working on their marriage and that kind of stuff, which is funny because all that hits the – in the next Fight Club we're going to cover, that. that's like at a zenith moment for all that crap. Yeah. But um, so in, so Juggernaut uh, basically, while Black Tom is like, yeah, let me dock my yacht, uh, <laughs> Juggernaut's like, you know what? No need. I'll just jump over the side, destroying part of your railing, by the way, which I do unnecessarily. <laughs> and I'm just going to walk uh, the uh, the rest of the way across the bottom of the harbor, you yeah. know, and, and basically he's like, I'm just going to walk in a straight line because he's the unstoppable juggernaut. Yeah. He, uh, Madam Webb tells Peter on the phone where juggernaut's going to pop up in its battery park. 
Peter's saying, now she doesn't say it's juggernaut. She doesn't say juggernaut's coming to get me. She's like, you know, you need to get here. There's about to be, you know, some, some bad stuff go down and, and somebody's coming after me. So Spider-Man assumes it's Submariner. <laughs> you know, although he's tussled with Submariner before. A couple, couple issues, uh, maybe ten before. Yeah, he's, he's. With Dan, Denny O'Neill at uh, 211, I think, 212 of Amazing. Yeah, and he didn't get his ass whooped. I mean, he was like. He did not. You know, he held his own against Namor. So Juggernaut pops up out of the water and just starts walking, literally knocking down anything that gets in his way. <laughs> Knocks over a tree, turns over a cab, stops a truck, you know, all the while while he's marching in a straight line towards getting Madam Web. Yeah. For those of you who don't know Madam Web, we're not talking about the Julia Carpenter Madam Web, that's the version of the character now. Uh, but the actual old lady, Madam Webb, it was the first Madam right. Webb, who had to sit in a in a life support chair that looked like a spider. And this is the only Madam Webb story I've ever liked. <laughs> yeah, Madam. As a character, I can't stand Madam Webb no, stories I, were kind of weird. Oh, it was dumb. I don't like. She's her. like the Agatha Harkness of Spider-Man. Isn't she a Denny O'Neill creation? Yeah, I believe so. I, I think she is, and just kind of. Kind of stuck around. I, I think that that's a. I think that that's essentially right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Juggernaut's walking down the street, and Spider-Man's like, "Well, hey, it's not Namor. Bad news. It's this other dude. Looks kind of like the Hulk now. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's this dude who's like the size of the Hulk. Yeah. So uh, hey, I'll just jump in and 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 kick his ass from behind. So Spider-Man releases his web, jumps down, and immediately ricochets off of Juggernaut because Juggernaut right. – for those of you who don't know Juggernaut's powers, he is literally unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He is unstoppable because he is so strong, and he also has a force field. When did that force field happen? I don't ever remember him having that a force That force field's always been there. Really? Yeah. I just never noticed yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the same – it's weird because it – in theory, it should stop him from getting hit, but it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know? So it's it's one of these things where, like, a writer will bring it in for convenience and then forget it's there. Yeah, so he bounced off the force field when he tried to Yeah, hit. so Spider-Man bounced off because he, he tries to web him, and, and his webbing won't connect to Juggernaut. So first round to, to Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, first round to Juggernaut. And, and uh, so Spider-Man's like, well, I guess I'll have to weave a, a bigger web. So he he puts down, you know, like a big, massive web. I always love these scenes because it always reminds me of how fast, how just how fast Spider-Man would run out of freaking web fluid. Because yeah. his web cartridges are tiny. Right. You know? And so he, sp- he spreads this giant web, and Juggernaut just keeps walking through the web. It never stops him, and eventually it's pulling chunks off of the buildings. It's like if we walked through a spider web, literally. Yeah, except where, you know, the it was steel cable. Right. It was causing damage to the area around us. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the webbing doesn't break, but Juggernaut doesn't stop. Eventually, Juggernaut makes, you know, tears through the, the webbing, and Spider-Man tries to tear up the street. To try to stop him because Juggernaut's not deviating in any way. And so, you know, Juggernaut's like, you know, is this hole supposed to hold me? And he goes under the street and then, you know, for, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 feet. And then, sure enough, he crawls back up through the top of the street. Yep. You know, Spider-Man jumps jumps at him, you know, and he's like, nothing holds the Juggernaut. And it was funny because when I was rereading these, 
for you know, so I can take notes for Fight Club. In my head, I keep hearing, "I'm coming for you, Charles Xavier." Oh, to- from uh, Firestar <laughs> is born from the uh, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Yes, yes. If you haven't seen that episode, folks, that episode is totally inspired by this this issue. These Isn't issues. that the one where Wolverine is is Australian? Yeah. Yeah, good eye, mate. Schnicked. <laughs> hey, come here, Bob. Yeah, they decided, which is funny because they decided in the cartoon instead of making Wolverine Canadian to make him Australian. You know what? Maybe he, maybe he was he Australian. That I know in the direct to DV or direct to VHS movie, the pilot of. No, the, that was in this too. Remember, because he was like, hey, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll a piece of fruit. That's right. Off that's his claw. Right, yeah, he he was Australian in this, and he was Australian in a. That direct VHS thing. So, so it's funny because in in the cartoons they make him an Australian guy, and later yeah. on in the movies they cast an Australian guy to play him. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so coming for you, Charles Xavier. No, nothing that Spider-Man is doing is is working to stop the Juggernaut in any way. I mean, yeah. it's not even, it's just pissing him off. I mean, it's not. He's like a little, he's like a fly around a horse. So we have one of those great panels, you know, where Spider-Man is, is you know, where they draw Spider-Man in like multiple times inside the same panel. Because he's so fast, he's going to show you how fast he's moving, you know, and everything. You know, Ron Friends did a whole bunch of these Love back him. in the day. Well, here's Ramita doing it, and it's showing how ineffective he is against Juggernaut. Like, he can't get Juggernaut to budge at all. He can't lift Juggernaut's foot. He can't throw Juggernaut off balance. Nothing is working against Juggernaut. So Spidey's like, dude, this is ridiculous. This is like trying to, to wrestle a tank. And I'm just wearing myself out. And this dude's not batting an eye. So he's still, you know, he's still crawling. Well, I don't want to say crawling, but trying to grapple Juggernaut. And Juggernaut yeah. just, just, keep, just keeps walking, walks through a building you know, and then uh, he comes out the other side, and Spider-Man's not on him. We go back inside the building, and everything's wrecked, and Spider-Man's just laying there like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, which is funny, because then Madam Web calls him. Yeah. Madam Web, it's funny, throughout this, she she calls him wherever he is. Somebody's <laughs> like, hang on, i got to get the phone. Oh, uh, yeah, he's right here. Hey, Spider-Man, this phone for you. I'm like, this could all be solved with a cell phone back in 1982. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So Spider-Man is talking to uh, Madam Web, you know, because Juggernaut mentions, uh, or Madam Web mentions um, uh, Sidorak. And Sidorak, folks, is is the magical being uh, whose ruby it was that Juggernaut took power from. Juggernaut's powers come from the ruby of Sidorak. Sidorak is also, um, like like I said, he's an entity, he's a magical entity in the Marvel Universe. Doctor Strange calls on him every now and then when he summons the uh, uh, the rings of Sidorak, which wrap, wrap themselves around someone and stop them from moving. Right. Uh, so, you know, she's talking to Spider-Man, you know, hey, does Sidorak mean anything to you? And he's like, yeah, you know what? That sounds like some Doctor Strange shit. <laughs> so while I go get him, you call the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. I need some help because, and he legitimately needs some help on this one. In the beginning of it, yeah, I mean he's not terrified. He's like, I can't do anything against this guy. I'll take some back if you've got. Yeah, he's it. like, I don't know how to stop this guy from getting to you because I don't know how to stop him. Period. Yeah, I can't even lay a hand on him. Right. I was like, well, I, no, he could lay a hand on him. He just nothing's working. Right, right, right. I can't, right. you know, he, he can't get anything. He can't. There's no traction. Right. 
So he heads off to Doctor Strange. Madam Web tries to call the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and can't get a hold of either of them. Apparently, they don't have voicemail either. This is before <laughs> pagers. Yeah, they were. I don't. Only the really, really rich had answering machines in '82. If I actually in, in '82, my dad had a. Uh, Your dad had one. My dad, yeah, my dad had an answering machine and he had a beeper. Uh, That's funny because he was a doctor. And you have to, if you're a doctor, you have to have a beeper. You don't have a. I mean, it's not it's not up for, you know, for discussion. But not back then it wasn't. I mean, because you know they had to be able to get a hold of you anytime something happened to one of your patients. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, he drops by Doctor Strange's uh, place, and Wong is there. Doctor Strange is out. Apparently, everyone else was dealing with some sort of cosmic event. <laughs> That Spider-Man was. It actually listed uh, issue numbers where the, why the Avengers are busy and why the Fantastic Four are busy. Right. Fantastic Four, I think we're dealing with Doom. I don't know what the Avengers are doing. Roger Stern was pretty good at this because I think this is around the same time while he was writing Spider-Man. I think at the same time he was also. Um, he did Strange, wasn't he? No, he was. Uh, um, he was editing um, X-Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is weird, you know. So yeah, he was. I think I think it's at the same time he was editing the X Men. Uh, he took over after Archie Goodwin. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so back to the fight. yeah, back to the fight. You know, so Spider Man's like Wong, what the hell? That's not what he says. He's like Wong, what the hell? And Wong is like, yeah, Doctor Strange is out. And uh, hey, you know, if it's Juggernaut, you may want to contact the X Men because they are the ones who deal with them all the time. <laughs> so then Madam Web calls Spidey at Doctor Strange's. It's like, look, I can't reach any of, any of these any of these other people. And Spidey's like, screw it, call the cops. <laughs> you know, he's that desperate. He's like, call just call the police, right? <laughs> so the police, as Spider Man's webbing his way back across the city, they've set up barricades. You've got cops out there. You've got uh, plain clothes cops shooting pistols at him. You've got, um, you know, regular cops shooting shotguns. You've got the SWAT team. Shooting, you know, um, high-powered rifles and and M72 light anti-tank weaponry, right. which I don't know why the SWAT team needs or has in case the Hulk comes by. You know? I guess, but suddenly it's like in the middle of of Manhattan, you see all these cops firing anti-tank missiles. Suddenly it's like Vietnam, you know, out here, and and nothing's. Well, if anybody needs it, it's New York damn city, you know. I, I know, right. <laughs> So, uh, so Juggernaut basically just walks through their barricade and leaves nothing but destruction behind there. Yeah. Keeps walking uh, through buildings, through doorways. You know, Spider-Man uh, is trying to stop him inside Madam Web's uh, apartment building, uh, using webbing to try to block up the stairs. But it's, anything he tries to do is only going to slow him down a little bit, and, and not even that much. At one point, he finally... Webs put, puts like you know webs the uh, the entire entryway up, and and jury rigs it with like um, like electrical power from the wall. You know the same kind of thing that feeds uh, Madam Web's uh, life support system, I guess. Right. And so you know he's gonna be like screw it, I'll just shock Juggernaut when he tries to, to hit the you know. <laughs> so Juggernaut goes through and and again nothing happens. It winds up over you know overloading the system. Spider Man's like good lord. Yeah. What is happening? So uh, Juggernaut, you know, gets through and um, has a, has a pretty quick fight with Spider Man. He's trying to hit Spider Man, but of course he, he can't really. Spider Man's too fast. Yeah, 
But well, he'd probably kill him if he got one good punch in. Yeah, and 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 while he's yeah. trying to hit him, eventually he he figures, well, I'm you know, if I can't hit him, I'll just hit around him. And then sure enough, he punches you know enough of the building to where Spider-Man falls through the floor. Uh, and then he picks up Madam Web, um, and uh, and takes her out of her chair, and she screams, "Oh God, no!" Not the chair. And Spider-Man's like, dude, she can't live outside that chair. If you're trying to kidnap her, you're actually killing her. Mm-hmm. And then Juggernaut's like, oh, well, she's kind of useless. Just drops her to the ground. Yeah. Says, well, if she's useless, I guess I'll just go back to the boat. <laughs> and then that pisses Spider-Man off. Because Spider-Man's right. like, dude, you just put me through all that crap just to just to try to kill my friend. Well, you know, my my acquaintance, my you know, my co-worker, so to speak, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, so Madam Webb gets taken away by the uh, ambulance. And, uh, you know, they're like, well, you know, we've run on life support now. But, you know, she she took a, a pretty bad jostle there. And then Spider-Man's like, dude, that's it. It's on like Donkey Kong. I don't care <laughs> what it takes. I'm going to whip the juggernaut's ass. <laughs> and that takes us into 230, which yeah. got one of my favorite Spider-Man covers. Yes. It's all Juggernaut face. It's all Juggernaut face and Spider-Man. Just, <clears throat> like, you know what? This is the same Spider-Man who's like backing up again. This, again, these are the best moments when he's up against the wall and he just goes out and he just does it. Like Nike. Just do it. Yep. You know? Yep. Can't get a hold of the Avengers. Can't get a hold of Fantastic Four. Can't get a hold of Doctor Strange. Screw it. I'll just do it myself. Never happens today anymore. No, it never happens today. Again, today, the no. spirit itself and every hero in the Marvel Universe is involved. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, you got a quick page recounting what's happened. Spider-Man, uh, once, you know, Madam Web's taken away in the ambulance, uh, catches up to Juggernaut, tries to hit him or to slow him down. Juggernaut's like swatting buses out of the way, <laughs> trying to get back to the harbor, right? Yeah. Spider-Man webs up like a little slingshot and shoots a steel girder. No doubt. At Juggernaut. And Juggernaut catches it and just crunches it up. Like, ha-ha, you know, like it's, like it's playful for him. Yeah. You know, then Spider-Man, uh, they get near a construction site. Right, this is something Roger Stern had. Roger Stern and Tom DeFalco both always, especially in the 80s, shit was always going down where there was construction or where they were tearing something down. It's like they went to lunch and like, what's under construction? Nope, Spider-Man's going to fight there. Spider-Man even makes, at one point in the issue, even mentions it. He's like, you know, they're always, they can't decide if they're trying to put these things up or tear them down. And I'm like, that's because it's become a trope with you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's all he does. Is, yep. But, uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, um, and they get up there, Juggernaut knocks down the wall, uh, you know, like the wall of a building that Spider-Man's yeah. standing on. Um, and then Spider-Man, uh, Manages to grab a wrecking ball, yeah. <laughs> and is spinning the wrecking ball around like it's freaking Thor's hammer, mm-hmm. and throws it at Juggernaut. Juggernaut just you know swats it aside, hits a building like a cannonball, <laughs> you know. And Spider-Man's like, "Oh no!" And, and suddenly Spider-Man's buried under a ton of rubble uh, because the yeah. you know from the building that Juggernaut just knocked down with the wrecking. You almost suffocated. Yeah, I mean he's buried under tons and tons of rubble. You know he finally digs himself out and. You know, the cops are like, oh, they both survived. And Spider-Man's like, oh, my God, I can't get a break with this guy, right? This guy's still going. Um, so then you, you have a little pause there for some uh, for some drama at the Daily Bugle. Uh, and uh, 
basically it's like Jameson saying, hey, you know, you need to get out there and start telling Lance Bannon you need to get out there and take some pictures. And uh, Black Tom is watching the fight from his from his yacht, you know, through binoculars. And uh, Spider-Man finally, uh, and just completely desperate, hijacks a gas truck <laughs> and drives the gas truck into Juggernaut. There's this great panel, yeah, where he's because Juggernaut is in another, you know, uh, construction site, you know, where they're putting up another building. And Spider-Man's, you know, honking the the big rig horn, honk honk, like you know, like, like he, J- J- Jerry Reed and smoking, you know, like he's snowman, you know. He just needs he just needs a basset hound in the front seat. Yeah, and Spider-Man <laughs> jumps out of the of the cab of the truck cab, and then there's things just hits Juggernaut. There's just a huge page of of this truck blowing up, you know. Yeah, it was cool. And then Spider-Man feels bad. Spider-Man's like, dude, what am I doing? You know, just because I'm trying to take this guy out, I wound up killing this guy. And then he feels bad, but then he sees Juggernaut walking through the fires, and he's like, okay, I don't feel bad anymore. Because I didn't do shit to this dude. (laughs) And so Juggernaut's actually... That's a great scene where he's just walking out. Yeah, he's walking out, and he's not on fire himself, but I think, like, stuff from the building or, you know, something is is on him that that is burning. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like materials that are stuck to him, I think, are are burning. But um, he... uh, uh, he knocks over a hydrant while he's walking, and it puts the flames out. And he, he keeps coming at Spider-Man. Now, I think when what what video game was it that Neil Patrick Harris did his voice? It was it was Edge of uh, well Edge of it's Shattered Dimension. Didn't he fight Juggernaut in the construction? Yes, stuff? and it was great. Okay. It was great. So I guess that great video. I guess game. that's reminiscent of this moment in Spider-Man history. That's my all-time favorite Spider-Man video game, by the way. And uh, and so this I don't get. Spider-Man keeps trying to to tear Juggernaut's helmet off, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that because I'm like, all oh, the helmet, the, the helmet just. I guess Spider-Man d- doesn't know that he has no frame of reference for it, but the helmet is there to stop Professor X from mind controlling him. It's it's really? a psychic protection. Maybe he's trying to pull it off so he can hit the guy in the face. Yeah, but know. what's that gonna do? I, I mean, the, the helmet's not what is not what is guarding this dude. Yeah. If this dude could be butt ass naked and it'd be, it, he'd have the same effect. <laughs> it would not be approved by the Comics Code Authority, though. No. <laughs> In fact, there was an issue of Hulk. Remember where uh, where Juggernaut fought uh, Hulk, and he didn't have any armor on at all. Oh, that's been a while. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah. In fact, I think he knocked Hulk out. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. I mean, I remember that one. Uh, There's one issue of um, of uh, X Men where, where Cyclops finally managed to tear it off, and underneath it he just had another helmet, like his like he had like his skull wrapped up, you know, <laughs> like like a, like a you know like a tighter mask, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so Spider Man's trying to tear his mask off, and Juggernaut's like, dude, this was laser welded. <laughs> to, to this costume, you're not you're not doing Jack's you know Jack squat. So Spider Man is trying anything, man. He's got him in like a sleeper hole, and he's trying you know to stop yeah. him. Juggernaut is pulling Spider Man's costume off his uh, off of him. Yeah, just Spider just pummeling his back too. That yeah, it just keeps hitting him you know left and right. You know, Spider Man's got the stars around his head. You know, like oh that <laughs> this day could have gone better, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Spider Man's not letting go. You know. 
the entire time he's keeping Juggernaut's face wrapped, you know, or his hands, his arms over Juggernaut's face and eyes, so the Juggernaut can't really see where he's going. And then you realize what Spider-Man's done is to steer him into the wet cement of a building foundation. Mm-hmm. And he tells Juggernaut, he's like, you know, when they build this close to the river, they they build these things, you know, like forty feet down. Yeah. So have fun. <laughs> Getting out of that, and so Spider-Man defeats Juggernaut, literally by by burying him in, in wet cement, and, and yeah. Juggernaut, you know, sinks down. You know, he's unstoppable, but he can't move through wet cement. Right, there's it's like a tar pit. There's nothing to get a hold. There's nothing to get traction on. Yep. So he just sinks to the bottom, and Spider-Man is like, "Yay, I won!" <laughs> by burying a man in concrete, just barely won. Right, and then later on, you know, you see Black Tom, uh, <clears throat> or it should be noted that Spider-Man realized that at some point during the fight, his camera went off, and so he was taking pictures the whole time. Yeah. He manages to uh, get Robbie some, uh, some, some blurry but pretty good shots, and then Robbie's like, hey, Lance Bannon, where are your pictures? And Lance Bannon is like, um, <laughs> well. I was too busy fighting with my girlfriend. Right. Uh, and then, you know, to follow up on the Madam Web thing, you know, he goes to see Madam Web in the hospital. She doesn't remember that he's Peter. It's convenient. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, back on the yacht, Black Tom is just watching through binoculars, waiting for Juggernaut to bury him, you know, to get himself out of all that concrete. But Juggernaut, you know. So, it, uh, break it down. I mean, Spider-Man, this was a close one well, for him. Well, he, he, he never hurt Juggernaut physically. No, he just tricked him. Oh well, yeah, he defeated him because he he's quick thinking and he's resourceful. And and that's another thing to love about Spider Man. It's another thing that showcases how great Spider Man is, is is that he's fast on his feet and, and he's able to outsmart people a lot of the time. And also what makes this one of the best fights of all time, in my opinion, is the the character is not giving up. He's gonna fight this guy until he's dead, essentially. Right. Until Spider Right, I mean, he, he's not going to walk away from this one. No, and you know, in the first part of the story, he's like, "Well, <coughs> this dude is serious, grade A. I'm gonna, I might need some backup here." Mm-hmm. Tries to get a hold of the backup, can't get a hold of the backup, and then finally up to me. realizes there's no one else but me. I got to, I just got to nut up and get this done. It's my responsibility right, my to re- get it done. There you go. And here he does. We never, I, I don't think they ever show in the comics Juggernaut digging his way out. <laughs> I think they do. They? I think I, I, if uh, we, well, maybe someday we'll have to visit Marvel Team Up One Fifty because I think that's the next appearance. He's well, it's got the a next appearance, but I, I, I don't think and he I, dug himself out of the concrete. I think that he, he, even in the Roger Stern when he came back and did a two, uh, sequel to this one, I wonder if he mentioned it. I maybe he mentioned it, but in the one that you're thinking about, Brad, in the Marvel Team Up thing. He yeah. was already free because he he had uh, he found the ruby of Sidorak and he gave uh, Black Tom part of the power. Okay. So I bet you I bet you in the stern follow up he answers how he got out because that that sequel is about um, some guy that he injured in the fight. Oh, I think so. But if if you know the answer to the question when you're listening to the podcast, if if Juggernaut ever explains how he got out of the cement, well, we know how right he got out. He had to, you know, he had to wait for it to harden, and then just shatter and, it, yeah, yeah, and just break his way out of it, you know, yeah, causing yeah, God knows cool. how much damage to. I guess he doesn't need to breathe, does he? <laughs> no, he's like he's one of these guys like the Hulk, man. 
Yeah. Like, the Hulk can walk underwater without breathing. Yeah, the Hulk could could you know survive in space for a little while without without breathing. You know, Juggernaut's the same way. Unless he's gray and got bitch slapped by Cosmo. They're so powerful. <laughs> they're so powerful and strong. Their lungs are like steel tanks. No doubt. You know. So, any other thoughts on this fight before we wrap it up? Oh, it's a Hall of Fame fight. Uh, yeah. it's, it's one of the better fights in Spider-Man history. As a Spider-Man fan, this is one of those fights you turn to and say, "There's nothing Spider-Man can't do." Yeah. You know, once he puts his mind to it. And of course, you know, some people probably hate it for that reason. Well, Spider-Man shouldn't be able to fight the Juggernaut. Spider-Man shouldn't be able to fight the Spider Lord. Shut up! You don't know anything. <laughs> no, this sealed the deal about why I love the character. This is one of the early moments where I'm like, oh, he is he is so badass. It's another one of those never-give-up moments, Brad, that makes us love yep. the character. Exactly. Don't you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! We own Juggernaut at home. We do? Absolutely. Class reunions can be horribly boring. He made this one unforgettable. To the Spider Friends and the X-Men. 